Hello everyone, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 9, Itchy and Scratchy, and Marge. And I'm going to throw the cold open over to our good friend and co-host, Nick. <clears throat> Hello! Itchy and Scratchy land, open for business! Come on! My kids need wine! That was a great. That was great. Yeah, that was spot on. I think that if I were to play both of them back to back, that's pretty much. Yeah. But the <laughs> buddy, yeah, I think I've kind of mastered Real raspy. the. Yeah, yeah, I've mastered the um, uh, Americanized, stupid, like really bad French accent because my my biggest basset hound, like basset hounds, come from France, right? So I talk. When I'm talking as her to my wife or in general, I talk in this kind of stupid French accent. And so that's, uh, that kind of came naturally right there. I thought that was a, a wise choice. Yeah, they didn't, uh, we never saw that guy again, but they should have put him in for like just randomly at some point. Yeah. He should just be, uh, he should just pop up randomly in stores and stuff trying to buy something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then always he just says, my kids need wine. That's his yeah. closing thing. Indeed. <laughs> That used to be a thing, hey? Did you know that? Actually, I don't know why I was reading about that, but like in France, school kids, I think they could get up until the nineteen mid nineteen fifties, they could get a certain amount of wine per day. Like they didn't care. And then recently in uh, in Ontario, I think, or I guess all of Canada, federal government of health released like basically telling people you shouldn't have more than a glass per week. Of Anything wine? more than. Or, or any alcoholic beverage, more than yeah. one alcoholic beverage a week, because we have uh, universal health care here, so our government actually cares about how many people get sick because they have to front the bill. So, yeah, and you know, I guess that that throws that old uh, glass of uh, red wine with dinner thing for the heart health out the window. Remember Stanley on the offices? Then he has to have a glass of. Red wine yeah. for the antioxidants. So I guess you can stick the antioxidants up your bum hole. Because you can eat one work. cashew, which is way better for antioxidants than a whole glass of red wine. Yeah, yeah and cashews are tasty. You get one of those ones got like the dill pinkle seasoning on there. Love me some dill pinkle <laughs> seasoning. Yeah. Uh, but also kind of, I don't want to get too, but the government owns LCBO. So they kind of plan it from both ends. Anyway. It is really weird, the contrast, when you go from here to the States. Like, in the States, there's a whole bunch of independent uh, liquor stores or whatever, right? Like, you can just go wherever. But here, it's, it's yeah, just wherever. like, no, got to go LCBO or yep. the beer. Uh, and uh, and some grocery stores and stuff have that now. But it's 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 a really weird kind of, like, contrast uh, between the two of them. And there's probably somebody listening in, like, Alabama right now going, that's what happens, you dang socialists. That's freedom. freedom. Yeah, yeah, they're trampling on your freedom, but whatever. Yeah, um, good. Yeah, you went with. Uh, speaking of hillbillies, you you went with the Canyon Arrow theme. Uh, yeah, I think that's my favorite um, in-show commercial. What about is it your favorite in-show song as well? No, but it's my favorite in in-show commercial jingle. There are quite a few of those. But, there are, uh, there are, yeah. And it would be hard for me to say that that's my favorite song. It's, there's a lot. I think. Like, is that better than Stonecutters? Maybe. And the reason I say that is because a good song is one that gets stuck in your head all day, and you you start singing it, and like I can, 
I can hear Hank Williams Jr. in my head singing the Canyon Arrow song as I'm speaking right now. And I know that I'm going to be singing it like throughout the day after we, we finish recording this episode. So for me, Canyon Arrow might be tops, might be tops. Yeah, go on our uh, Twitter, Simpsons underscore EB, and uh, let us know if after you listen to that, um, our episode with that on the end of that gets stuck in your head too. Yeah, yeah. you know what? That's a good idea. I think I'm going to throw that out there on our on our Simpsons Twitter. As you said, at Simpsons underscore EBE, what is the best? I also want to know what's the worst original Simpsons song. I always like the the contrast between the two of them, the best and the worst. It's always interesting to, to see what people – uh, label as the worst of something because sometimes it's really shocking. It's like, really? That that was the worst? Like some people said that uh, there are some episodes in season one that could qualify as the worst episode in the series mm. ever. But there are some episodes after, uh, you know, like season 16, 17, 18. Yes. There's no way that they are absolutely are And are arguably that's worse because it's like you were just starting out. There has to be some leeway with like, oh, they were just working out the kinks to all the way to season like 17, 18 where it's like, you should have this locked in by now. Like, you should know what a good episode is. You should, yeah. And you should be able to recognize when you're becoming stale uh, and, and, you know, pigeonholing characters into caricatures of themselves. I think one of the, the big things is Flanders, right? Like, they took that little speck of him as being a religious guy as he comes to be. Because even right now in the series, he's not really. Um, he's not established no. as that. But then, like, he comes hardcore religion. Ralph becomes hardcore barely functional human being. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And so it, it gets to that point, uh, unfortunately, but right now we're still really fresh in the series. And this episode deals with, um, itchy and scratchy and Marge here deals with censorship. Exactly. Yeah. And there were some people at the time, you know, they didn't like the Simpsons. I don't know if this episode exactly was before, or after First Lady Barbara Bush had said, we need more families. Yeah, in in the U.S., like the Waltons, that old stupid Mm -hmm. 70s or 80s TV show, whatever it was, um, instead of The Simpsons. So throwing some shade at them. And then The Simpsons writers wrote back to Barbara Bush in a a kind of a mock letter as Marge. Yeah, Marge, yeah. Exactly, saying, hey, you know, like, I I empathize with you. Like, I'm a a mother myself, and, you know, I, I got a lot going on. And they tried to make it like it was real. Because these families exist, as we've said a number of times. So there's no sense in trying to cover up the fact that they don't, right? Perfect families are not relatable. Perfect um, families don't really exist. Yeah, they don't really. No. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, so this is more realistic and probably better for kids to see. No, not hopefully not all aspects, but uh, relate to some things. And it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting too, because you just said it's 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 better for kids to see and one of the things that came out i feel like it did maybe more so even today actually i guess you could say it does but like really through like the late 90s and into the 2000s uh was people imitating violence that they would see on tv whether it be on tv in a cartoon uh being a video game uh violent music i guess you could say where whether it be like death metal or hardcore gangster rap or anything like that did you um, know nick that world war one was started because of a video game and rap music yeah that's right that's history yeah yep. yep. that's the right. first album dropped yeah yeah exactly <laughs> i know or maybe um, we're just inherently vi- uh, violent and uh society keeps us from being violent <laughs> exactly evolutionary tendencies right but for those, if you're thinking like uh, what Shane just said about video games and stuff starting World War One, and you're saying, well, 
obviously it didn't because TV didn't. He's 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 joking. Like obviously he's joking. Um, no, I was. Yeah, I was. Yeah. yeah, but like this one, this episode in particular with Marge being kind of po'd and itchy and scratchy was kind of inspired by a real life uh, uh, event. Um, a guy had protested uh, vehemently to Fox News about Married with Children, which was one of the sitcoms of the time that was. Uh, kind of like a real life Simpsons. It was one of those rare instances of a family that was kind of real and not overly cheery and happy and stupid, like the Brady bunch or something like that, or the Waltons. Um, And in this kind of area, early nineties, even actually, if you go to the late eighties censorship and what should go out into the public was really becoming a big deal in this, in this particular year, in 1990, this episode came out, in the state of Missouri, of course, it's one of the redneck states, a bill was introduced to ban all records that had violent, sexual, or, quote, perverse lyrics. Um, and other states followed uh, with that. And, you know, it's, you think maybe that sounds like something that would have happened when music started to expand in the 1940s, 1950s. But no, that was happening in 1990. In TV, you can go back to the, the 50s. People thought that Elvis was corrupting people when he was swinging his hips on the Ed Sullivan show. Right. And they would it, only show his top half. Exactly. On, in in his next of, yeah. appearance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that just, it kept going through the nineties. You know, people complained about, uh, shows like married with children, Beavis and butthead, uh, South park, of course, becomes the big one that still, you know, satirizes people, uh, to this day and people get all, all heard about it and want to take it off the air because they don't like it. And then uh, in video games, shortly after this, Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat, like, I don't know if... Uh, oh, yeah, that I think created I, the ESRB ratings, yeah. That, that's right. I think we much. were a little too young to, because I don't remember, I didn't play it at all when it first came out, it was two. So that was in 94, but still, it was like a huge thing about blood and the fatalities and the blood and guts and stuff, which inspired uh, games like Bonestorm and stuff that you see on, uh, on The Simpsons, and... And then that evolved into games like Grand Theft Auto and Manhunt. Remember Manhunt in the early 2000s? Remember oh, how right. Yeah. That and, had a, arguably more attention than almost any video game I can remember. Yeah. Exactly. And the, the thing about this is when you want to take that away from people and you want to censor things, you know what? And I'm, I'm all for like, as long as it's not hurting anybody, like it's not straight hate to a, a group of people, whatever it might be. If you don't like it, just let it be. Just don't ruin it for other people because when you try to censor things like that, especially uh, a video game like Manhunt, I remember I think I was 11 or 12 when it came out, and the talk about it and, and wanting to censor it made me want to see it and play it more. Right. Like you're doing kind of a reverse effect when you do things. I don't like really this, right? believe in censorship. I believe in education. Uh, like, for example, if I wanted to, I could order 20 large, you know, bacon pizzas right now and there's nothing stopping me but i know that that for one i'd probably feel terrible eating all that (laughs) and uh you know it's really bad for your health so i I wouldn't do that but you can do that and there are people that do do that and um it's bad for their health yeah i think education always trumps censorship like you should be educated rather than being offended over something uh as long as someone's educated and can look at it through, for example, what The Simpsons are, it's a satire comedy cartoon that shouldn't have too much effect on your actual life <laughs> in terms of, uh, uh, 
like your serious day-to-day life and social interactions besides positive. And the people, I think they get really offended over things like this, kind of like Marge's character or people who, uh, they, they're part of the kind of like the overreacting generation, which is really prevalent in today's society, more so than it was back then. Uh, I think it's worse now than it ever has been, honestly. Yeah, yeah I would say you're you're probably right in, in that aspect and that people jump to thing that kind of, even if it's satire or irony, people will jump out to get real, real butthurt over it. Um, and I know that's probably not the right term to use, but I kind of like using it because it really, it, it it's kind of a immature term to describe immature people who are overreacting to things instead of actually thinking about it. And like you said, if, if you know what the satire is, you understand what's behind, uh, say, a joke or a phrase, whatever it happens to be. Again, that's an education over a, a, a censorship or a reaction um, or overreaction, I guess, if you will. But this episode in general, before we get way too off topic, because we could go into censorship and all that stuff for. Yeah, I'm sure uh, our first step who episode is going to be quite long before we actually get into it. But that's yeah. R- yeah, that's right. That's right. Let's save yeah, it for be, them, though. We'll save it for them. But this one, um, for my pre-rating for it anyways, I, like, I don't really, aside from Marge is the squirrel, and this kind of being the introduction to a little bit of the background of Itchy and Scratchy and like Roger Myers Jr. and stuff like that, I don't remember this one being too funny. And maybe that's because yeah, as a kid, I didn't, I didn't get the jokes. Like, I didn't understand what they were doing, like how they were calling out the people who were uh, saying cancel this particular show whatever it might be like they were calling those type of people out. So I don't think I really got it. So I'm going to go in fairly low with this one with a six. Yeah. Uh, similar. I don't remember liking this too much. It was kind of like a throwaway episode for me, but I'm going to go in with a 6.5 and hoping that I come out with a higher rating. Always the optimist to my slight, slightly more pessimism. Shane gives the higher pre rating, but I'm kind of looking forward to this one because I really want to see, uh, how, cause I don't, like I said, I don't remember too much about it. I want to see how much of it, uh, 32 years later when we're recording this, how much of it still relates, uh, to today, uh, in, in those who want to censor certain things. So let's get to it. I'm excited for this one. Itchy and scratchy in March. All righty, here we go. Here it is. December 20th, 1990 itchy and scratchy. And Marge, the last episode to air in the year of 1990. Shane, what was the top song in the U.S. at this time? Uh, Baby Got Back. I have no idea what it was. Maybe it was. Uh, Chalkboard gag. I will not pledge allegiance to Bart. That's all right. Meh. It's all right. Have you noticed? It's just really hard. Don't don't bring up Sandwich Man. Don't bring up Sandwich. You you were going to do it, weren't you? No, I was just going to say it's it's hard to do a chalk gag, yeah. I thought you were going to bring up Sandwich Man in the background again. Um, what was I going to say now? You got me on Sandwich Man. Oh, have you noticed in season one they were trying to come up with like puns and stuff for the episode? Like Life on the Fast Lane based on Life in the Fast Lane, the Eagles song. But in this season, almost every, almost every episode is very literal, right? Like this one. Yeah, Itchy, too scratchy, long in Mark. my opinion. Yeah. The next one, Bart gets hit by a car, which... That's the episode. Burns hits Bart's Bart with a car, right? Maybe yeah. they just got sick of it. Nice couch gag where the couch isn't there. That's a first. Little misdirection. 
Uh, this is no longer purple food. This is yeah. steak. You know, some effort went into making that. Mm, continuity error, Marge knows the spices, but she doesn't know Oregano in a future episode. Mm. You watched the, the show good. <laughs> you know what? MSG has a bad rap. Makes things does. taste good. It's just created by some guy who thought the MSG made him sick. Complete nonsense. <laughs> what a nice relationship they have. Oh, yes, we get lots of Impy and Chimpy in this one. Hold that feline. <laughs> It's a very quick MP and Chimpy, but a very good one. Stuff would come in handy someday. Let's see now. Ah, here it is. The complete Gosh, what door-to-door -door pyramid scheme made him buy all these books? Yeah, Homer has a whole collection of different handyman books, which you could just look up on your phone. If this were a family guy, that would have been like, remember that time that guy came to the house and, and sold us all those yeah. books? And then, yeah, it would have been an unfunny cutaway. Homer building this really poor spicer act is essentially probably pretty close to what I would build. This is the first time Homer has... I forgot this part completely. I oh, yeah. That's where... Yeah. Psycho reference. That's great. That is good. I, for, I completely forgot about that. How did Maggie get up there to bash Homer in the head with a mallet? Maggie is a kid genius. It is true. That is true. I guess the stairs kind of like, yeah. Hey, Dad, can you move your head? No, I can't. It's broken. Where would an innocent child get the idea mm. to attack her father with a mallet? Kitchen cut-ups. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> They're just bashing each other with the mallets. <laughs> I really love the psycho music in that. No, this show is unrealistic because kids aren't trying to kill other people. They're constantly trying to kill themselves. You gotta like watch them all the time. They're trying to fall off stuff or. Yeah, and I think, yeah, they're not intentionally trying to do so. Babies just do stuff. No, they're just exploring the world dangerously. Yeah. First time Nelson shows sentimentality to somebody. Yeah, I need some empathy from Nelson. That's just crazy enough to work. You heard me. I won't be in for the rest of the week. I told you. My baby beat me up. Oh, it is not the worst excuse I ever thought of. Wise guy. I wonder why Bart and Lisa are so late getting home from school. Third MP and Chimpy, and we're like five minutes, not even five minutes in here. <laughs> oh, wow, they're. Oh, yeah, Wait. Janie's got a huge. Gosh, okay. Hey, how come you can watch cartoons with the kids can't? They didn't explore that much at all, yeah? Yeah. No, not really. Homer, I'm trying to work. Oh, 
What are you doing? I'm cataloging the body. So right off the bat, it hits you right over the head. I don't think adults have ever asked Figuratively and kind of literally as well with, <laughs> you know, kids imitating violence that they see on TV. Which they do, but that's why you have parents to yes. educate the kids. I think this is perfect though, because so Marge has a lot of free time on her hands, because uh, her kids are kind of grown up now. Besides Maggie, so she's not her at-home work is doesn't take up most of her day anymore. No, and so she writes this complaint letter based on stuff she saw. Did you see the? Uh, hmm? The list, two of the things that were on there were gophers buried alive and dogs tripped. I like how Crossy can't read it. It's a nice little reference. Now, I assume this is based off multiple letters that they got too, right? Like they themselves. It had to have been. There had yeah, to have been. Yeah, people must have been writing in complaining. Enclosed is a personally autographed photo of America's favorite cat and mouse team to add to your collection. Compared to now, though, really tame. Itchy and Scratchy is super tame. You look at something like Rick and Morty. Mm -hmm. Or even shortly after this, Ren and Stimpy was pretty violent. Oh, yeah, Ren and Stimpy. Now, mind you, that was only on late at night, but yeah. True. But, uh... Yeah, Ren and Stimpy was... Has yeah, anything was... topped Ren and Stimpy? Goodness. Uh, I don't. Oh well, maybe if you go to like the extremes, like Happy Tree Friends, mm. like that—that's got to be the extreme, right? But that's true, yeah. Yeah. Especially with a name like that, you think it's like a kid show. Now here's something we see too, even today, is like parents forcing their children to march against something that they don't really understand. Like we see that it's it's, it's weird because it's more like in politics now. Yeah. Like, most recently, uh, the convoy, people bringing their little kids. Ugh, you hate to see it. Yeah. I like how there's also the, the stupid acronym, too. There's always some there is, yeah. bad acronym that they try to come up with. We must categorize everything. Yeah, categorize and blame somebody for my lack of parenting. It's like in the 80s when bands like Judas Priest and Ozzy got um, taken to court over supposed subliminal messages that told people to kill themselves. And uh, Yeah, I play the record backwards stuff yeah, like that. Or, yeah. Bart has a watch? Yeah, that's random. So let's see, they get Reverend Lovejoy, Agnes Skinner, Flanders, Moe for some reason is protesting. This is this is also kind of you know, this is kind of parallel uh, to today too in like people virtue signaling like they want to show good so they like jump on a bandwagon for something they might not yep. even care but they just want to jump on a bandwagon. TV dinner this bad. After dinner, can I watch cartoons? No. There's peas in my fruit cobbler. <laughs> peas really do good everywhere. I don't know why I like that joke so much, but it's quite good. <laughs> I'm not hating this episode at all. Yeah, it's good. Like, it, it, this feels like it could have come out last in the summer of 2022, and it, it works. The ongoing pork chops. The uh, Homer's favorite meal. First appearance of Sideshow Mel. 
It's time for Itchy and Scratchy. <laughs> hey, did you see there was a sign that said Cancel Krusty? Look at that. Yeah. We could have made the cancel culture right there. Oh, my gosh. First appearance of Corporal Punishment. Who was Krusty's PR person who let all these angry people into the show? Uh, yeah. It's like, oh, we'll, we'll go with our kids. We're all parents. Yeah. First appearance, too, of Alex Rocco is uh, Roger Myers Jr. He, uh... Stuff her full of TNT, then throw a match down her throat and run. He played uh, Mo Green in The, in the Godfather. That uh, that line, all those fancy degrees, and that's the best you can come up with. The there was a lot of like really highly educated writers on The Simpsons, a lot of Harvard. Yeah, to this day, yeah. So that line probably. <laughs> I'm so funny. <laughs> probably was said in the writers' room. Yeah, and when they do pick up like the writers and stuff like that, they're typically based off of um, the uh, so one of or multiple writers from the actual series. <laughs> oh, that's great. What is it? What? Smartline? Yes, I've heard of your late night panel discussion show. Again, this is it's great parallel. People just getting overly angry at stuff that they really Oh, it like, still happens now. A waste a lot. of time. Yeah. Like, imagine the time that Marge could have spent here with her children. Most people would say no. Of course not. What kind of stupid question is that? But one woman says yes, and she's here with us tonight, Mrs. Marge Simpson. There she is. Also with us for this animated discussion are Roger Myers, chairman of the board of Itchy and Scratchy International. Thank you, Krusty the Clown, whose delightful program brings us and Itchy and Scratchy every afternoon at four. I can't. <laughs> and joining us live via satellite from Vienna, the home of Sigmund Freud, the world's most famous psychiatrist, to give us an insight into the human mind. Dr. When did he move to Austria? Higher. Now, first, let's see what. Uh, hmm. Here's an example. Of Shout out to Austria for mistakenly yeah. being referred to as Australia for years. <laughs> you can't hate an episode with this much itchy and scratchy cartoons. We've seen like six or seven already. Like I'm, they must have had a crazy time coming up with all of these. I know there's nothing wrong. Excuse me, there is. I think that it's a bad influence on children. Give me a break. I think that is a bunch of baloney. And here's why. In preparing for this debate, I did a little research and I discovered a startling thing. There was violence in the past. And Myers is right. Cartoons were invented. I see. Fascinating. Yeah, and there was something called the Crusades, for instance. Tremendous violence. Many people killed the darn thing. Multiple Crusades, more than this that. This was before cartoons were invented. Oh, that's right, Kent. So much for your viewpoint. <laughs> Dr. Marvin Monroe in Vienna, would you care to comment on all this? Uh, well, Kent, to me, the hijinks of a few comic characters absolutely pale in comparison with the crippling emotional problems a psychiatrist runs into every day. I'm, I'm referring here to, to women who love too much, fear of winning, sexaholism, <laughs> stuff like what that. What weird things to list. No stuff like that. To itchy and scratchy. No, not at all. In fact, uh, 
One of my guilty little pleasures is to snuggle up with a big bucket of buttered popcorn, dim the lights, turn on itchy and scratchy, and laugh myself. Funny, it's kind of funny, too, that a lot of people weren't uh, being willing to admit that uh, they were Simpsons fans, like, in the, like adults at the time. Oh, yeah. Simpsons was one of those shows where you could watch with your kids and not be completely bored out of your mind, like, you know, watching Dora the Explorer. Looks like we're not going to settle this tonight. Mrs. Simpson in the nine seconds. <laughs> that is how it goes. Yeah. Yes. I'd like to ask all the parents in Springfield who are concerned about this to write in and let the cartoon makers know how you feel. Thank you. I don't believe this. I will never watch your show, buy any of your products, or that's, man, that's crossing the street. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. I want to say realism of this. Except uh, like the, letters. This the letters are Twitter. Yeah, yeah, this would be Twitter. But still, you'd only get like, even if you get 100,000 tweets saying, hey, cancel this show, it's probably like millions of people that like it. Right? Yeah, I, I do like that Marge is kind enough also to use Homer Spice Rack. That's a good touch, yeah. And there's one of the... The nerds from college in the background. Looks oh, like yeah, that looks like him. Yeah. Early model, maybe. Yeah. And the writers are based off of actual uh, writers. Wes Archer, Rich Moore, David Silverman are the artists, the writers that are shown in the background there. Anyway, Scratchy is understandably upset. So we figured he could, you know, just grab itchy and toss Ooh. it in a bucket of acid. Oh. A random itchy gets hurt. we remembered that this They're might planning. be interpreted as violence, which is morally wrong now, thanks to you. So what's your big idea? How do we end this? Hmm, let's see. Uh... Oh, couldn't Itchy share his pie with Scratchy? Then they would both have pie. <laughs> it's different, I'll give you that. The thing is, there are shows where everything is lovey-dovey. I feel like you just need a wide spectrum. And then whatever makes the most money wins. You know, capitalism. <laughs> I love that, that machine on the infomercial. Whatever the hell it was. You're saying there's a better way? Sorry, I'm just throwing to like one of the best infomercial bits oh, yeah. from the show. Nothing though. beats the juice loosener. Yeah. Love, 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 share, share, share. Awesome satire of satire. Oh, this man. is great. I love this. It's like, you want to neutralize us? Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> I love the voices too. Scratchy seem to have lost their edge. Oh, I think it conveys a very nice message of sharing. I think it sucks. <laughs> oh, hey, thank you, Maggie. Who am I to say that maybe don't let your holds, Maggie? Like a, a one year old, something like that? Yeah, it's never really said, but I think she's around yeah. a year. Like, I wouldn't let my kid watch Itchy and Scratchy when they're one. Going to watch the rest of your cute cartoons? Nah, come on, Lee. Maybe there's something. It's funny how like <laughs> all the kids get fed up and they go outside and play. But the third <laughs> bowl of porridge. I love the voices. 
It's kind of weird that a, a show that would want an audience is telling people to go outside and not watch TV. Yeah. And, you know, it's only a 20-minute show. It's like, I don't think they're going to be inside the whole time. No. Again, though, this parallels, like, people always say kids don't play enough anymore. And, uh... Mm, yeah. Well, they, they don't play marbles like this, like they are in the 1870s, but you can still play street hockey and stuff. For our American friends, hockey is a game we play up here in Canada. Yeah, ball hockey outside. I love this, like, I feel like this is what people think the world would be like without the internet. Yes. And I guess Even... it kind of would be. <laughs> in a Maybe? way. Yeah. Like, we grew up in a time when we didn't have internet. You know, I didn't have internet till I was in grade <laughs> two. I like how it goes back to, like, the 1820s. Yeah, and right? Yeah, Nelson, the no bullies sense. are paint. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's the bullies, Probably too. lead bait. Lead-based paint. Nothing wrong with lead-based paint. You drink a yeah. little here and there. It's fine for you. Little Timmy here is painting this fence. Shout out to lead-based paint. Yeah. Keeps the Wi-Fi inside. It's obviously playing on this, like, you know, kids going to play with their soapbox racers and do something like that. Like, maybe that... They'd go outside and play and hang out, but they're not going to do stuff like this. Very unlikely. Uh, fun fact, I believe that famous statue is now covered up. Is it actually? The gen I believe the generals are covered up as of the last two years. On on Michelangelo's David? I think so. I, I remember reading something about that, that people complained enough that they... They were complaining that basically they had to explain to their kids what it was or whatever whenever they went. Wow. Well, and this again parallels people overreacting to things. Let me double check that, because then that would be another instance of Simpsons predicting the future. Whoa, look at, look at, I know it says down with, never mind, it's obviously supposed to say down with David, but the, the DA in the, the uh, sign was partially blocked out when Helen and Maude are at the door, and it says just down with vid. It's, it almost looks like it, like if you were to quickly look at it today's. It looks like it says down with COVID, just because the VID, that's where my mind goes now. Smartline with our local Emmy Award-winning host, Kent Brockman. <laughs> is it a masterpiece, or just some guy with his pants down? That's our topic tonight on Smartline. So I'm reading an article from October uh, 2021, yeah. and in Dubai they covered it up. Oh, of course they did. Wait, wait yeah. Aren't you Marge Simpson the wacko? Yes and no. Why is he... One form of freedom of expression like a big naked friend over there, and be against another form like itchy and scratchy. Good question. Well, I guess I can't, which is a shame because I really hate those cartoons. Oh, yeah? Well, what do you have to say to all those Marge Simpson wannabes out there who wish to suppress David's doodle? I don't know. I guess one person can make a difference, but most of the time they probably shouldn't. Well, that pretty much just summed up Trump's wow. presidency Words right there. Right, right there. Yeah. We will be ending our show early tonight. Join us tomorrow. Oh, wow. I bet they got some letters about that. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Oh, oh there goes the tumbleweed. Yeah. For some reason. 
This is America, too. Big guns against just big-ass guns. Big-ass guns. And there goes Scratchy into the sun. Man, there's so many modern-day parallels here. <laughs> yeah, this episode really holds up. Hey, they even have a cartoon version of uh, David's wiener. It's a pan spine. It's art, so it's okay. Here the kids have a chance to see a great work of art. And instead they're home watching a cat and mouse disembowel each other. And see, one person's art is another person's not art. Just like one man's garbage is another man person's good ungarbage. Really? Why? They're forcing them! Why isn't that nice? Wow. That was a really, really good episode. That was better than I remember it. As a kid, uh, I can see why I didn't like it that much. Yeah, there, it, it's not like funny, funny that it would it would really entertain you as a kid. A lot of itchy and scratchy in there, so way more than I remember. I remember being a few, uh, obviously a few cartoons in there, but I didn't think it was that many. There was like nine different itchy and scratchy episodes in there, and man, it, like that that literally could come out today, and you could replace. Well, it could still be itchy and scratchy, essentially. And it would be the yeah. exact same episode. It would make sense. And All you have to do is switch the mail to social, like the, the letters that they got to social media. Yeah, say, exactly. Yeah, it's super relevant. Yeah, yeah. And then someone would go back in time to 40 years ago and they'd find something that Roger Myers said in, in a newspaper <laughs> and then they'd tweet that out. And yeah, like, man, that was like the, the social commentary of that episode was brilliant. Um I Great started, episode. Yeah. yeah, thoroughly entertaining. I'm going to say I started with a six, but watching that again as, you know, an adult, uh, that, that was really good. I, I very, very enjoyed that. Like I'm, I'm trying to think of, there were so many different aspects of social commentary. Like even the, even the ending when Ken Brockman said, which, which religion is the true religion and how it seems like everyone kind of strays from that, but it's still a big thing. Yeah. Uh, and discussing it and, uh, you know, what is, what's considered art? Like, where do you draw the line? And they're just, that was really, I'm going to go with an 8.5. Oh, wow. What? I think that's the biggest jump you've ever done. That is the biggest leap I have had in an, uh, an episode going up a full 2.5 from a 6. That's what this podcast 5. is all about. What just happened the just there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Wow. I forgot how good. That was a brilliant episode. Absolutely brilliant. You said uh, 6.5 to start. What are you going with? Um, I'll go in with uh, 7.9. 7.9. Was it just because it was a little bit uh, lower on the funny scale? Yeah, it wasn't laugh out loud funny, but it's still like that's, you know, that's basically an A, you know, it's like that's, that's a good episode. Yeah, um, a, a, B plus, A minus, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought the just like how easily comparable to present day this episode can be is a testament to how well written it was um true you could even going back in time you could stick this episode like we were talking about elvis on the ed sullivan show yeah. you could put elvis as itchy and scratchy uh and have it be the same thing like it would still work there's always going to be that debate about what is too offside mm -hmm. um you know what should you let people watch or uh do you ban it because it's too violent or do you let people decide what's right and wrong. And like you said, education versus censorship. Like it's, it's, it's a common theme and you're right. Incredibly well-written. Uh, but it did have good gags. 
Um, it, it did. It did. What was there any that stuck out to you? So the one true religion bit, which is obviously right at the end, is really good. Um, and then uh, I kind of like, you know, I don't know why I keep going back to Maggie. This isn't a case where the episode was bad and then I like a Maggie uh, right. gag. Passing but, by, yeah. Uh, Maggie, like, being... This kind of sets her up for who, like, who shot Mr. Burns a little bit, too, when you think about it. Um, a little bit. Kind of how, like, in her own world she, she can be. Uh, but, yeah, like, the shooting of the uh the gun at homer's eye when she sees the uh itchy and scratchy shooting each other on tv i thought was pretty funny i guess i'll go with that but it was a close second to the religious gag what about yourself i gotta go with the uh religious gag um because it's something that i think it's the first time they really bring that up in this uh series but it, it comes up um much much more whether it's uh christianity um Hinduism with Apu, uh, the fake um, uh, movementarians with the leader that Homer veganism was just kind of its vegan. own religion. Yeah, sure. Sense. Yeah, you can you can, and yeah. So this is kind of the first, and that's a, this is just a great gag. Like imagine a a debate show. There's always debates, but like imagine that's just kind of like a quick segue. Oh, which one's the one true religion? Uh, and a, a huge debate. That'd be funny. I'd be really uh, yeah. I would definitely get a lot of views and probably a lot of death threats. Um, oh yeah, people send yeah. death threats all the time now. But uh, yeah, I am against censor- censorship, but I think people should have the right to be upset over things um, that they don't like. But I just don't think that those people should dictate uh, how the rest of us consume media. Indeed, I uh, I wholeheartedly agree. If you don't like something and it's uh, not outright hate speech or anything like that, then uh, just leave it be. If you don't like it, move on. Go watch something that you do like. There is so um, much media to watch, and life, although it's the longest thing you'll ever do, it is still short, and it's just it's just not worth it being hung up on something when you could be doing something else. There's this endless possibilities for entertainment nowadays. Um, if you don't like it, yeah, just watch something else. There's so much to watch. When you first started going into that life is short thing, I thought you were going to say Ferris Bueller's. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, that's you make true, yeah. I thought you were, that's where you're going, but no. Um, plug time though. That's our favorite time, right? Plug time. Yeah. Plug time. So uh, a lot of you are listening to us on Spotify, but we recently just added the podcast to, uh, to Apple podcast, That's right. which is, uh, so hopefully if you started to listen to us because of Apple podcast, welcome. But uh, whatever you're listening to us on, please uh, follow us and rate us on that platform. And then please follow us on Twitter at Simpsons underscore EBE. Uh, Nick posts a bunch of fun stuff on there. And if you have a couple bucks laying around, you feel like throwing it to us so we can buy like a coffee or something like that. Uh, any support would, we would love it. Uh, under the episode description of every single episode, there's a buy me a coffee link. So if you click that, you can throw like a couple bucks our way. Uh, but if you don't, there's two new episodes every Friday. So, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Sh- Apple, you mentioned we're on Apple now. Shout out to Apple and their uh, longtime guy who ran things who uh, didn't wash his feet. Uh, I think. Yes. Uh, shout out to Steve Jobs. I I will uh, take up your, your cause and I won't wash my feet and my wife will just have to deal with it. Right, Megan? She said no, but that's not at her choice. I won't watch. Steve Job, the guy who stood on top of brilliant engineers. Yes, and, indeed. Uh, <laughs> and the guy who once did the Charleston on top of a flagpole 
for three straight hours. I might be confusing him with somebody else, but I'm pretty sure it was a, it was Steve Jobs. So that's it for this one. And okay, now my challenge. Here's my challenge to you for the end of episode uh, music. All right, pick something that will either remind the listener of either Steve Jobs or Ferris Bueller. All right. Big challenge there. It's a big challenge. Big challenge indeed. All right. We're, uh, we're done for this one. We'll see if for, uh, Bart gets hit by a car. An episode where, surprisingly, Bart gets hit by a car. Have a great see day, everybody. Ciao. See you later. I'm whizzing with the door open. And I love it. Why, oh, why, Delilah. Brr.